from WIS Politics in Madison. You're listening to Capital Chats. Hello, everybody. This is Kate Morton with WISP Politics here with a Capital Chats podcast brought to you by Spectrum. Today, I'm here in the office with my colleague, Adam Kelnhofer. He recently spoke to Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty founder Rick Essenberg. So, Adam, Will is involved in a lot of topics around the Capitol. What did you guys chat about today? Hi, Kate. Yeah, so we primarily talked about redistricting because uh, there is a redistricting suit before the Supreme Court, and there is also some action on the assembly floor regarding maps. Uh, We actually also talked a little bit about the abortion lawsuit that's going through the court process right now, but let's just get right into it and hear what Rick had to say. So today I'm joined by Rick Essenberg. He is the president and general counsel of Will. That's the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty uh, we're going to be talking about redistricting here because that's the biggest news in Wisconsin right now, I think. Um, so, Rick, what's your general, you know, how do you feel about how this whole redistricting saga is, is going? Like, what's your your general thoughts here? Well, we're redoing a process that had been completed in 2022. Uh, after the 2020 census, it was necessary to redraw the legislative maps. It always is every 10 years. Because uh, under the United States Constitution, legislative districts have to be of equal population. And when we check the census every 10 years, we find that they no longer are. The term we use for that is malapportioned, and that has to be fixed. Now, if one party has both houses of the legislature and the governor, um, they generally will be able to do that as the Constitution prescribes, right? The legislature passes the maps, the governor signs them into law. Uh, in 2021, after the 2020 sec, uh, census, uh, you had a Republican legislature, you had a Democratic governor, they were unable to come to uh, any uh, agreement on uh, fixing this malapportionment, but because the Constitution requires it, uh, the maps now have to go to the court. Uh, we brought a case, uh, an original action in the Wisconsin Supreme Court, asking the court to fix that malapportionment it did that, and uh, the 2022 elections were held under this new set of maps. The composition of the court changed. Uh, litigants went to the court uh, seeking to uh, basically have a do-over. And uh, un- I-, I think, uh, unfortunately and uh, um, incorrectly, in my view, uh, the court agreed to do that, and that's where we are now with maps being submitted to basically have this whole process uh, redone. Yeah. Um, so so, so, why do you think it's inappropriate for the Supreme Court to, to take up this? Well, because typically, you, you know, you only get one ticket to can. Uh, you know, uh, uh, in, in 2021, uh, the issue of whether or not uh, the court could, should consider whether maps are a partisan gerrymander and whether it should uh, do no more than fix the malapportionment, what is sometimes called a least changes approach. All of that stuff was litigated before the court in 20, uh, uh, 2020, late 2021 and early 2022. And anybody who wanted to come to court and make an argument or propose a different set of maps was free to do that. And there were many, many litigants before the court then, and the matter was fully briefed and fully argued. It went all the way up to the United States Supreme Court, as a matter of fact. 
and uh, and then the litigation was done. And we ought not to redo litigation basically the following year simply because the composition of the court has changed. That, I think, leads us to the situation we have right now where uh, the case is before the court. Uh, the court has said, but, you know, if the legislature and the governor want to fix it first, you know, we can, we can uh, you know, we'll let them do that. Um, that, 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 that they're right about. And, uh, but yet, uh, the political branches can't reach an agreement because both of them are convinced, as the public is convinced, that this redistricting case is a done deal. And so, you know, you have the Republicans making substantial concessions to the Democrats, the Democrats not wanting to accept them because, you know, they would have to compromise. And uh, right now, I think in relatively minor ways, uh, because they think they're going to get everything they want for the court. And, and, and it, unfortunately, I think that undermines uh, uh, whether it's true or not that the thing is a done deal. I'm not I'm not. I'm not accusing anybody of anything or saying that that's the case, but the public perception of that um, is very unfortunate. Mm. Yeah. Um, so you actually mentioned, you know, there is a possible resolution here that uh, the legislature and Governor Evers could actually agree on a map, maybe, possibly. And I think that's interesting because right now the assembly is actually convening to likely take up uh, maps proposal do you think Republicans are doing that, are trying to pass a map because they're afraid of what the state Supreme Court might do with this redistricting case? Well, I mean, I'm speculating, right? Because I don't know, you know, I don't, I can't know what's in somebody else's mind, but um, I think that that's um, uh, a pretty reasonable conclusion that uh, uh, they had a set of maps they they, they wanted. Uh, the legislative maps that the Republicans proposed were adopted eventually, in 2022, it took a trip to the United States Supreme Court for that to happen, but uh, they had what they wanted, and now they think they're going to lose that, and so they're trying to reach some type of a compromise. That, on the other hand, the Democrats think they're going to get everything they want, and so they're not so open to a compromise. Yeah, and that actually kind of brings me to my next question. So, you know, it 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 sounds like the state Supreme Court, which is liberal majority, which you pointed out, would likely favor Democrats, whatever their decision may be. Um, what do you think the likelihood is of this ending up at the U.S. Supreme Court level is? Well, there has to be a federal issue. So so all of the issues that are being litigated right now uh, are, are generally state law issues. Uh, you know, does, you know, th th when this lawsuit was brought, the allegation was made that the maps that the Supreme Court adopted in 2022 were an unfair, illegal partisan gerrymander. Uh, in 2022, the court had come to the conclusion that they weren't, as the United States Supreme Court has, that that issue is what lawyers call non-justiciable. You can't litigate it in court because there's no standard by which the partisan fairness of a set of maps can be assessed that judges could use. And uh, but but uh, the Wisconsin Supreme Court in the case that we have before us now, they they didn't reach that issue. They said, we're not going to hear that. But they decided that the problem was that these maps, like maps for the last 50 years, had little municipal islands. That is that, you know, in Wisconsin, there are municipalities that have detached territory. 
And typically the uh, these islands are included in the district that contains all or somebody of the municipality that they belong to. But that does make them non-contiguous, right? They're detached. And the Wisconsin Constitution does call for contiguous maps. What does that mean? Does it mean literal physical contigu uh, contiguity? Does it mean municipal contiguity? Uh, courts have uh, generally assumed for the last 50 years that municipal contiguity was permissible. Uh, this court decided it was not. Uh, uh, in response, uh, we in the Republican legislature said that you should do no more than fix the problem you found. That is these municipal islands. It would, that would be a relatively easy thing to do. There's not many people that live in them. But uh, uh, the court said, no, 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 we want to start anew. We want to consider partisan fairness. And, uh, and, and that brings us uh, to the place that we are now. Yeah. Um, so, um, so I guess, you know, if this, if this does end up at the Supreme Court level, um, what do you think, what are the arguments going to be here? Like, so, 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 right. So, so when you go to the U.S. Supreme Court level, mm -hmm. there has to be a federal issue. Yeah. So these, these, these issues that the uh, Wisconsin Supreme Court, the as considering that I just described are state law issues. You know, do the maps have to be contiguous? Uh, what do you do when you find that they're not contiguous? Uh, does the Wisconsin Constitution permit the consideration of partisan fairness, uh, uh, even if the U United States Constitution does not? And those are state law issues. And so uh, the United States Supreme Court, even if they think the Wisconsin Supreme Court got it wrong, won't hear those because Wisconsin Supreme Court has the last word on what state law is. However, there are some potential federal issues that are embedded in all of this. Uh, one would be a due process issue arising from this issue of whether uh, Justice Janet Protasiewicz should have recused herself. I mean, that that is a potential federal issue. Uh, the way in which the court has structured this process which requires the consideration of some incredibly complicated issues in ways that courts normally don't consider those issues and very truncated, uh, that could raise a potential due process issue. Um, it's always possible that some Voting Rights Act issues will uh, you know, get themselves back into the case. Uh, that's what happened in, in uh, 2022. Uh, in 2022, uh, by a four to three vote, the court adopted the maps that had been submitted by the governor. Uh, but those maps uh, created a additional majority minority district in the Milwaukee area without making the findings which are necessary to justify that type of intentional use of race in the drawing of district lines. And that's what caused the United States Supreme Court to, uh, to, to vacate their decision and send it back. Yeah, um, I guess. Do you do you have any sense of like which which one of those kind of possible issues of federal issues might might come to the front of of what? Uh, you know, at this point, I don't. I don't. At this point, I don't. I don't know. Um, I, I'm not even suggesting that. Uh, I'm not suggesting a likelihood that the United States Supreme Court will take this case. Uh, it may well be that the United States Supreme Court does not, and uh, uh, and I think that. Um, what we're seeing now in the legislature is a you know reflection of the you know that that belief. Yeah. Um, okay. So, 
we've hashed out redistricting quite a bit. Um, I did want to touch on one other major issue, um, abortion in Wisconsin. So um, we're still kind of waiting for the Waukesha County Circuit Court to to hear D.A. Armansky's appeal. I'm, I'm pretty sure, right? Um, yeah. I mean, this is not this, this is not an issue that that we've been directly involved in, but uh, yes, we're waiting for that issue to wend its way through the courts. Yeah. So, what do you think? I, I know you're not necessarily a party to to this suit and this issue, but you are you've pretty involved in the the legal system in Wisconsin, and you know how things go a lot of times. How how do you think this one's going to play out? Is is it going to end up at the state supreme court? And do you think the timing will have anything to do with elections? Well, I think it I think it certainly will end up at the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Uh, one thing I think that that you know we need to keep in mind is is th- there is this issue of whether or not the uh, you know the, the the right to choose to have an abortion is constitutionally protected, right? Roe versus Wade said it was mm-hmm. as a matter of federal constitutional law required by the United States Constitution. Uh, the Dobbs case uh, uh, reversed that. Uh, there is now a series of issues. Uh, one would be whether the Wisconsin Constitution protects the right to choose to have an abortion. It is my understanding that that's not an issue in the case that is winning its way through the court right now. Nobody raised that issue. Um, I think that would be a very, very difficult argument to make as it was in Roe, right? I mean, the thing that people don't understand, the public doesn't understand when it when it, uh, when it it debates about Roe versus Dobbs is that um, Roe was almost uniformly considered by uh, law professors as an extremely, uh, and lawyers as an extremely problematic decision in that it didn't really have a very clear or persuasive rationale. Even if you think that there should be a right to choose abortion, even an unlimited right to choose to have an abortion, it's very difficult to make an argument that the constitution requires that. And, uh, uh, you know, I went to law school in, in uh, a number, you know, not that long after Roe, and law professors were were tearing down uh, the, the rainforest, writing uh, a law review articles, uh, which, you know, were on this thing called paper back then, uh, trying to offer the justification for Roe that the court itself had never offered. And so it wasn't really surprising when Dobbs finally reversed it. Uh, but that still leaves the question of abortion to state legislators. It doesn't say that there is no right to abortion. It says this is something that simply has to be recognized by state legislators. And the question is, well, what's the case in Wisconsin, right? What does our law say in Wisconsin? And there's this issue of um, this um, uh, fairly broad prohibition of abortion was first passed in 1849. It was amended a couple of times after that, but hasn't substantially changed. And then during the uh you know, the pendency of Roe when Wisconsin couldn't enforce its prohibition against abortion, uh, the legislature tried to pass a more um, narrow restriction or set of regulations on abortion that would satisfy uh, the requirements of Roe. And the question now is, well, uh, what effect does this second law have? Does it implicitly repeal uh, the earlier, uh, sometimes called the 1849 law, uh, does it require the court to interpret this 1849 law uh, not to apply to um, 
medical abortions, but only to apply to uh, instances where, uh, you know, somebody has committed a criminal act, which takes the life of a child in utero, uh, it has been used that way. Uh, and those are the issues that um, I think will be, uh, be, these are state law issues that will be addressed by, uh, I think ultimately addressed by the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Will it be addressed before the election? Probably not. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's, uh, I, I would love to keep talking about abortion lawsuits, at least, and, and other lawsuits in Wisconsin, but that is all I have time for today. So thank you very much for joining me on today's Wisconsin Politics Capital Chats. Thank you for having me. All right, Adam, thanks for sharing that interview with us. In the meantime, if our listeners want to hear more about the abortion and legislative maps issues, they can head to our website at wispolitics.com. That's right, Kate. But for now, I'm Adam Kellenhofer. I'm Kate Morton. Thanks for tuning in to Wisp Politics Capital Chats, brought to you by Spectrum. <laughs>